Hello wonderful people. Thank you to all of you that are checking in on this podcast. Um, I'm really grateful to you for listening. Um, Being such a support actually, getting feedback means a lot. Um, But also just the company. Um, Really glad to be here with you walking through these different topics, these different themes of our third culture kid lives together. This podcast is um, focusing on um, leadership today. Um, I'm fighting off my cat at the minute who has decided this is the moment to come and sit on the laptop, Um, which is perhaps salient because um, has anybody tried to lead a cat? Um, They don't they don't like it. Um, so I'm talking today about leadership in the sense of the narrative that a lot of us as third culture kids um, hear growing up. Now, this might be a bit of an international school thing. Um, I'd be curious to hear whether or not this was part of your experience as a TCK. Um, But it's certainly one that I've encountered through many of your stories and and in my own story as well, that because of the um, experiences we have across multiple cultures and on a sort of global scale, if you like, um, it's certainly not uncommon to hear people talk about young third culture kids as the kind of the leaders for the next generation, you know. Um, they're going to be leaders on a global scale. They're going to achieve these amazing things. They've got so much to bring, so many wise perspectives to offer. And I don't want to argue with that. I just want to notice the pressure that this can bring. Um Certainly, the incongruency of this message that landed for me, it felt like um, one of the many ways, actually, that I heard my own experience narrated for me as better than my more settled peers. That there was this hierarchy of experience that then translated into me having more to offer the world than settled people Um, and while that's very flattering it it concerns me and I hear this being reflected in many of our stories where this sense of needing to be groundbreaking needing to take on the world to make a big difference is a modeled by many of our parents a lot of our parents were doing things again big fish small ponds or they were doing things on a global scale or they were working as diplomats or humanitarians or missionaries or in the military serving their countries this is kind of like big vocation stuff very often that we are working with in our stories and the sense that we're supposed to join in on that can be a wonderful invitation and kind of 
panic attack inducing as well around meaning of life and existential crisis purpose stuff. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I remember being at a conference in my early days as a researcher, hearing a throwaway remark from the front around, well, you know, we don't want our third culture kids just working in McDonald's, right? And um, I have to say, I argued with that. It felt... It felt exclusionary and it felt burdensome to have this judgment around what was good enough for us. And I remember working with more than one third culture kid who was struggling to sit peaceably with the career they'd chosen for themselves and the jobs that really gave them a lot of joy because they weren't important enough. They weren't significant or life-changing enough. And when we explore enough for who, we come back to this narrative of saving the world and global leadership. So I want to just bring that to you today because it's a thing. And if it's a thing that you're working with, I want you to know you're not alone a lot of us are working with this and it can really complicate our own um, experience of vocation, our experience of passion and career um, and our experience of our own lives. And then there's this other piece that I'm also seeing and this piece is around my witnessing how difficult it can be for third culture kids I'm working with to take authority in their daily life situations. Perhaps that's personal lives, but very often I see it in a work context as well. That there's this build-up of frustration around what might be happening in their stories Um, And the people in their stories around work, there's lack of direction, um, there's lack of progress in particular projects, and this real frustration that nobody is being very organized, nobody's uh, leading with a kind of concrete vision. Sorry, that clatter is once again my cat, who should really henceforth be banned while I'm recording podcasts. But... um, is a bit too cute. Um, this piece around, um, no, you really do have to get down. <laughs> this piece around um, not taking authority. Um, when I explore it with third culture kids and I explore it in my own life, there can be a real hesitancy to assume we know what to do and I see this as very very connected to the TCK experience sorry that clattering is the cat now making a sulking exit from my office because he couldn't get the cuddles he wanted right this minute Um, we don't want to take authority when we are not absolutely convinced 
that it's our place to. Um, and perhaps even when it is our place to, we have a difficult relationship with the power of that or the assumption we could make any impact. Um, so there's a few things going on there I want to unpack. One of those pieces, I think, is very much that TCK experience of being a minority in a cultural context where there's some conflict, there's some interpersonal, difficult stuff going on around us. And while we can see it happening and we can maybe make a pretty good interpretation about what's going wrong and what could help, it's not our place. And I think that sense of it's not our place is absolutely connected to growing up in between places where the safest thing a lot of us chose to carry as a belief was that we didn't know what was going on. If we could proceed on that assumption, we became very good at observing. We became very good at not being too... Um, assertive so that we could course correct more easily if we committed a, a faux pas in some ways that it was just much more accurate and relevant and safe to assume that other people knew better and where I see this really complicating our lives is when as adults we've perhaps actually been settled for a certain amount of time in a certain field a certain organization or a certain place and we do know now. We aren't the minority anymore. And perhaps we've got actually very solid data about what needs to happen next. And perhaps we are in fact one of the most experienced or senior members of the team. And yet, a lot of us continue to carry this sense of, but I don't really know. What if I've got it wrong? What if people misunderstand my contribution as pushy or inappropriate? And so we can carry this hesitancy around taking authority in areas that are absolutely ours, which comes back to another theme we often talk about here on this podcast, which is territory. If we've grown up without territory, we don't make assertions around it. We don't say, actually, this is my team, this is how we work best, this is how we're going to proceed, this is my experience, because it's not ours, except that for most of us is a historical belief, and our present day reality might be, in fact, that we've been doing this for eight, ten years, three, five years even, and we do know. We do know. And the people around us are perhaps reflecting to us that we know, that we're highly competent, that we're experienced, that they trust, trust our judgment. But we don't. And the idea of taking power and responsibility in that context that we don't believe is ours to take holds us back from full expression of self, actually, and can keep us very much locked into a space of frustration with the people around us. We want somebody to step up, but it can't be us because this isn't our space. Except maybe it is. I wonder if any of this is landing for you. I wonder if 
you're sitting somewhere on this spectrum of maybe it isn't so much a spectrum as a sort of vector diagram but that sense of I should be a leader but I can't be because I don't know how things work here that I should be having an impact but I can't because I grew up fully aware that I wasn't in a space long enough to have impact how do we learn to trust our ability to positively impact to make changes to take up space to lead but crucial here I think and this is part of my journey so you might hear a podcast in a year's time that undoes all of this because this is how growth works folks is it it unravels and layers but for where I am right now my current pondering is this where am I fretting and putting energy into considering what I should be doing and achieving on a large scale when I could instead be putting that energy into taking responsibility and real power and I'm talking about power that is because I actually this is actually my territory to manage could I be in fact abandoning those areas that I do have control over, that I can lead, that is mine because of this focus or gaze towards the big picture that I feel I should be doing more in. It's very alluring to think big and I'm, I'm kind of in this space in terms of life story therapies as a whole as well the best bit of my job is you guys is sitting one to one with beautiful third culture kids who are doing their damnedest to grow to understand their stories to write and rewrite their own narratives and the courage that I get to witness every day it's it's the best bit of anything that I do and yet there can be this sense of I should be writing more books I should be speaking at conferences I should be getting the word out on a big scale and that that's the model that's a very valid model of leadership I mean, I'm so grateful for the people that are doing it but it's it's an interesting space to kind of explore where my territory is where my space is where can I really take ownership where do I want to take ownership? Not just where do I think I should be taking ownership. So I suppose it's looking looking at the motivations behind our behaviours around leadership. 
lessen the behaviours themselves, actually? Am I doing the things I'm doing because I owe it somehow to my TCK story to take shape this way? Or am I doing it because it is an expression, a true expression of who I am and what lights me up? If working in McDonald's lights me up, I get to have that. That gets to be my territory and I get to own that. And nobody else gets to tell me otherwise. Nobody gets to tell you if you are having an adequate impact. If you are living big enough. Nobody. Because, and this might be the most obvious thing in the world, but I'm going to say it in case you need to hear it today. Because you are glorious. Whatever you do. And that what you do has impact because of who you are. That's what gives meaning and purpose and scale. There aren't big stories and small stories. There's just your story. And it's glorious because you are. Thank you for listening. It's really special to sit here and talk with you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and hold tight to the marvelousness of you. Till next time, take care. <laughs>